This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With 10 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, and welcome to another week of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Michael Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner with the Lynn Group located in Ventura, California. I've got my good friend and co-host with me here, Tony Shore, and we've got a good topic this week. We're going to be talking about a couple things. We're going to be talking about the uh, deadlines coming up here in just a few weeks with all the social security changes. And maybe more interesting, at least to me, we're going to be talking about the new laws that the Department of Labor just released last week. So doesn't that sound exciting, Tony? Oh, it's going to be a hot one today. 85 in Ventura, 95 in the Valley. Oh, sorry. I thought we were doing the weather. Um, yeah, no, this is going to be a hot program today, Michael. Uh, fantabulous. So uh, listeners, grab your skids and let's go surfing. Um, yeah. I'm just hooked on the California weather report, the Ventura weather today. Um, you know, we've got a swell from the West today at three to five feet. Um, just getting that out of the way, the surf report. I think every show to start our show off, Michael, we should do the surf report. Hey, it's, it's appropriate. This is a hot surf city. Yeah, so it, is. it makes sense. It is. It is. And it, it just distracts from whatever you just said during the intro. I'm well, kidding. yeah, I mean, it's more valuable information, let's be fair, than whatever I disseminate over here. <laughs> I'm kidding. The show is about finances, and and we are going to have some fun and make this interesting. But it's super important in all seriousness because there are changes, and that deadline on these security, uh, social security changes are coming up. I mean, yeah. like, like now, yeah. like in a few days. Yeah. So. Uh, May 1st. Yep. It's all over. We need to we need to uh, cover that. And then also I want to ask you, since you're a financial expert, the host of the show, Michael, I want to ask you about, I want to, I, I need to get the DL on the DOL. Uh, I've been reading a lot about the <laughs> Department of Labor, the DOL, and I want to get the down low on that. I want to get the information for our <laughs> listeners out there. I got an email from a client the other day on the Department of Labor rules and said, wait a second, is this Obamacare for financial planning? <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, uh, who knows what it's going to turn out to be. But, um, but you're already now it, a lot of people are referring to it as the, the fiduciary law. Yeah. And uh, you as a financial planner are already a fiduciary in practice under <laughs> fiduciary standards, correct? Yep, been one for years. And, th and that's kind of the big thing. See, most people that work with financial planners or any type of financial expert on any level, they just don't understand all the different angles and rules and licenses and, and scenarios with all that stuff. So we talk about it once in a while on the show, but it's pretty simple. In and of itself, the Department of Labor came up and changed some laws that regulate 
people that discuss and address IRAs and 401ks, any type of qualified retirement plan, which to be fair, most people have that stuff. So this affects a whole lot of people from the professionals that they're using. Now, when you look at significant law changes, we haven't had any legislation since like 1970s when they had ERISA rules come in to regulate 401ks and planned participants. But here the Department of Labor is stepping in and saying, wait a second, people work their cabooses off to save this money. How come the people that get to roll it out of a 401k or move it from IRA to IRA, how come those financial professionals don't have to, by law, act in their client's best interest? How come they don't have to, by law, assure the client that they're doing everything that is possible and best for this client? That's tough because for most people, if you don't understand the types of credentials and licensing that advisors have, there's there's really three big hats that people wear and you experience them in different ways. Hat number one is, is the simplicity of an insurance agent. He has a California state license and he's allowed to sell you fixed style insurance products. That's fixed and fixed index annuities, life insurance, health insurance. And that's it. He has no fiduciary standard to assure that he is doing what is in your best interest. He just has to sell you what is suitable. So he talks to you. And as long as he's really selling you a legally viable product, which is an insurance product, then that's okay. Now, the problem is, is if someone can only sell you one kind of product, I can only, I'm licensed as an insurance agent. I can only sell you a fixed annuity, let's say. Well, how can we assure that the insurance agent is doing in what's in your best interest if they only have one tool to sell you. There's only one arrow in the quiver. They only have one thing to fix no matter what your problem, no matter what your retirement concern is, they're going to fix it exactly the same way every time. And in many cases, the same brand, the same companies yeah. brought one, yeah. one particular company's product where all the contracts might be skewed in a way that's not beneficial for their exactly. client. Exactly. So how do we know, even if you could sell an insurance product, that it's now the most appropriate insurance product versus the one you're just custom to selling or the one you like selling the best? There, there's a lot to it. The other problem that you have when you dig deeper that the Department of Labor is trying to highlight is, well, wait a second, how can an insurance agent be selling you an annuity that's an IRA or a rollover for a 401k? He's not legally licensed. She's not legally licensed. It's not legally licensed. I got to you know be really neutral on what they are, um, to discuss any type of investments. They, they're not allowed to talk about stocks, bonds, mutual funds, anything. So how can they counsel you on your 401k? How can they counsel you on your IRA to roll it into an insurance product? Technically, by law, the only way they can do that is if you have an account sitting in cash. Now, let's all close our eyes and think about how many of us rolled over our 401k and it's just been sitting in cash. Therefore, the insurance agent uh, was able to discuss how and what to sell out of those investments. So this is where the Department of Labor is stepping in and saying, wait a second. We've got people that aren't licensed that are doing things. We've got people that are one trick ponies selling certain kind of investments. We have people that are even with selling one investment are focusing solely on one company versus the spectrum of companies. How can we assure this person's life savings that this advisor is doing what's in their best interest versus what's in the advisor's best interest? So there's a lot there. So they're finally stepping in and saying these insurance agents, 
If you're going to if you're going to deal with a client's 401k or IRA, you have to be a fiduciary now. You have to act in their best interest. You have to vet it all out. You have to go through their risk tolerance. You have to go through their income plans. You have to make a case to the SEC of why you're doing what you're doing. That's very different. Yeah. It's going to be a lot more time consuming. It's going to require a lot more interactions and discussions with clients. It's going to require that they truly vet a customer out as they should be doing. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. What do I do? That's all I do. That's what I've been doing for years. Our whole show, all we talk about is, hey, forget investments. We got to figure out what's coming in, what your expenses are, what your liabilities are, what your risk tolerance is, what your goals are, what's happening with your taxes, what's happening with your estate planning. We got to bring all this stuff in. Healthcare. I, well, yeah, what's going on with your healthcare? Thanks. I knew I Just forgot Just throwing something. that in there. <laughs> since it's, since it's going to be you the know, biggest social chunk security, of change Medicare, you say All this to. stuff. Yeah. I know. So we've been acting as a fiduciary for many years. We create the argument. We create the roadmap. We do cash flow, retirement income analysis for clients. We do it all. The problem is, is all of these people that have just been selling product, they're not licensed. They're, they're, do they really have the skill, aptitude, or time now to suddenly retool, to suddenly actually do financial planning versus, let's be fair, product solicitation? So that's kind of the insurance realm. You take it to the next step and you go to what's called a series six, series seven broker dealer in, in the layman sense, we might call them a stock broker brokers. Yeah. These are all the, yeah, these are all the guys that are technically registered representatives. Mm -hmm. These are all the guys that solicit now investments. So forget about the insurance stuff. We just covered that, but solicit investments. So at risk investments, um, which can be mutual funds, stocks, bonds. It can be variable annuities. It can be real estate investment trusts, you know, alternative investments, private placements, whatever you want to call it. Anything that's, that's a securities stock market kind of style feeling investment on the, on the commission side of things where they get paid a commission for the transaction. Well, the department of labor is now saying, hold your horses, guys. You've never been required. Doesn't mean your advisor doesn't do what's in your best interest, but they've never been required to. So now all these registered representative stock brokers who have only been operating on that suitability standard, they now have to be fiduciaries. Now this is a problem. There's tons of articles. If anybody goes, looks up investment news anywhere, there are hundreds of articles on this stuff right now. And they're from Morgan Stanley's and Merrill Lynch and Oppenheimer and TD Ameritrade. Everybody's putting out information. Everybody's saying a lot of different stuff. What the big name outfits are saying is, gosh, this Department of Labor thing, this is a real drag because it's gonna make us need more compliance, more regulation, more babysitting, more time with clients. We can't afford it. How are we gonna do that? And so what they're saying is, is in a lot of different fronts, they might have to start dropping all the small clients because they don't make enough money off them to what the new time management, if done correctly, requires. Just pretty scary. So, you know, does the small guy get stepped on? Now I can tell everybody that's listening, I don't step on the small guy. We work with all size clients, all size accounts. I put the same effort into a $50,000 account that I put into the, a $5 million person. It's all about helping people do the right thing. Cause I don't care how much money you have. If it was 50 or it was 5 million, it's your life savings. It requires effort, thought, concern, meditation. Mm. It does. Well, yeah. And, and there, like you said, there are so many aspects to it. And you, that's why you need somebody who you can trust, who you know is looking out for your best interests, 
And, right. you know, when it comes to putting your money at risk, uh, a broker is going to tell you to keep it all in the market. And, and um, you know, nothing against brokers. Some of them really do a good job investing people's money, but that's for a certain phase of your life. And as you get older, you can't afford to have all your money in the market. And, and they, they have, they have licensing and, and different standards, but it's, they're not fiduciaries either, are they? Correct. So the only type of pure licensed fiduciary on the market right now is a, what's called an investment advisor representative or a registered investment advisor. So that is a series six, 60, or excuse me, series 63, 65, 66. I have a series 66. Um, that means that we act as a fiduciary. Now I have an, a second layer of regulation, compliance, and auditing for myself as a fiduciary. Just because I have the series 66, which means to the state and the SEC, I'm a fiduciary. I'm also a certified financial planner, which in and of itself is a fiduciary standard. So if I get audited by the CFP board, once again, I have to show them, I have to lay it all out and walk them through why my clients are doing exactly what my clients are doing and why they're in the investments they're in. And I have to make a strong argument for all the decisions that we've made and why to show that we've acted in our client's best interest. So I actually maintain two fiduciary standards technically, but big picture is, is I'm a fiduciary, whether I'm selling insurance, whether I'm selling commission-based stocks, bonds, mutual funds, whether I'm acting as a registered investment advisor, I have to be a fiduciary all the way around just based on being a certified financial planner. And so it's tough because a lot of the people out there that put the two words financial planner behind their name Number one, they don't do a lot of planning. The Department of Labor is trying to say, hey, you guys need to do some more planning here. You really need to try to help people instead of sell them stuff. Been doing that for years. This is gonna be a massive change for people. You're gonna see people leave the business. You're gonna see small clients get dropped from big firms. You know, it, it, at least this is the what's coming out of all the discussion pieces sure. from on the professional side of things. Sure. Now, um, we have to take a quick break. And uh, speaking of uh, helping clients and helping people, um, we you have a fiduciary uh, responsibility to help your clients, and I know you like to help our listeners out, and we're going to help our listeners out today. I'm going to ask you some questions about the changes and the deadlines for Social Security, but let's do that in our next segment. Is there anything yeah. else you want to add here before we take a quick commercial break? Hey, if you've never worked with a fiduciary, if you've never worked with a certified financial planner, you guys should call me. Come, this is going to sound funny, come experience the difference. And I will promise you that if you go through our process, we'll do it complimentary, you go through our philosophy, you, you read a couple chapters in my book to help you understand how I think, you're going to notice a difference. And you're going to see what the Department of Labor is trying to enforce. So give us a call, 805-500-7035. You can reach me on our website, thelindgroup.com. You can listen to all the recordings of our radio show at financiallytunedradio.com. Otherwise, we'll be back in a, just a minute here. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your retirement toolkit from the Lynn Group right now by going to financiallytunedradio.com or by calling us at 
800-242-7035. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and as always, our host and financial expert, our fiduciary, Michael Mansfield, <laughs> is in the house. Speaking of fiduciary, kind of to put uh, for our listeners out there, if I could sum up, Mike, what you were trying to tell them in our first segment mm-hmm. there. Now, uh, I wanted to ask you, with this uh, Bipartisan Budget Act of 2015, there were mm-hmm. changes made in a wonderful, wonderful Bipartisan Budget Act it was, too, <laughs> I say sarcastically. Um, they, of course, uh, canceled out some of the great uh, Social Security strategies uh, what were those changes as far as Social Security is concerned? Yeah, you know, this was the uh, Social Security doozy, we'll say. Um, it was kind of interesting. Last number of years that I've been doing Social Security workshops, um, I always talk in the last couple minutes about how the government hems and haws about making changes. And actually, the 2015 budget draft that they had created in 2014 it actually was talking about, you know, eliminating some of the alternative claiming strategies. And I showed that to people in the workshop, but I always said, you know what though, let's be fair. This is stuff that will always be here for you guys. The younger people won't have it. You know, someone always gets grandfathered in. Heck, I can go back in my mind to the Romney-Obama town hall debates of them standing up, walking around, mad at each other. And then both saying that Social Security needs to change, but it certainly is not going to change for fi- people 50 and older. And I always thought about that and thought, you know, it makes a whole lot of sense. We're, we're not going to we're not going to hose the people that are really close to this thing, just like any pension planning. State of California, if you're a um, STRS State Teacher Retirement Association employee, they now have two categories, pre-2013 employees, post-2013 employees. So they just said, hey, look, the rules are different. If you came in before, here's the rule. If you came in after, here's the rule. Uh, That makes a lot more sense. So anyways, last November, excuse me, this started in October, but last November on the 3rd, President Obama signed the Bipartisan Budget Agreement, which was the fastest piece of Social Security legislation to ever get signed off on. So that was incredible in and of itself. But what it did was it started talking about all of the alternative strategies. So some of the common themes are what are called file and suspends and restricted applications. This drills down even further into just spousal benefits and lump sum benefits and ex-spouse benefits. I, I realize that for many people listening, what I just said was like mush. It doesn't make any sense. But the takeaway is there were a lot of strategies. There still are strategies, but there were a lot of strategies that really helped us maximize income in retirement. And when it's common for people to retire around their full social security age, that's 66, 67, we were able with with the previous laws to find extra income. For a lot of people, I would argue that that extra income in those four years between 66 and 70 was somewhere around $60,000 of total income. Um, So what happened was law changes, they decided to close some loopholes. Now, the funny thing is the loopholes are unimpactful. Closing alternative filing strategies will not change the landscape of the problems with Social Security, you know, quote unquote, you know, having drying up issues as of 2033. So the deadlines. Yep. As of May 1st, coming up here, April, excuse me, 2016, no one will 
any longer be able to file and suspend, do that strategy. The strategy previously said that if you were your full retirement age, and I realize this is confusing, if you were your full retirement age, you could file your benefits, immediately stop them, allowing them to continue to grow at 8% a year, and that allows your spouse to click spousal benefits, which is one half of yours. So realize that's confusing, but it's an interesting thing. It was a totally legal thing. As of May 1st, you can no longer do that. Um, the watered down approach was what's called a restricted application. And that was if you, instead of filing and suspending, you just went out and filed, your spouse could co also collect one half of yours and let their own grow. This is all based on age. There's certain rules. It's, it's hard to explain this, uh, we'll say over the phone here uh, without a whiteboard. But the theme is, File and suspends are dead as of, of May 1st. Restricted applications, basically anyone can do a restricted application if as of January 1st, 2016, you are the age of 62 and older. So pretty quickly, these people will pass through the social security system and that'll be it. All of these extra strategies that really helped maximize incomes and cash flows are gonna be dead. And it's scary because when you read the, the bipartisan budget agreement and you read the supporting articles and information, it focused on this fact that only the affluent, only the rich <laughs> took advantage of these strategies. Right. They made it sound like that, you know, the people that are doing this are the only are the ones that don't need it because they've got all the money and they're smart enough to figure this stuff out no. or something. I think in but most cases it was you. the people yeah. who really needed it that were utilizing it. That's why they were it's utilizing huge. it. Do you think do you I think Warren people... Buffett was utilizing that? I doubt it. Yeah. Honestly. What does he care? I know, but I help people all day long with financial planning and social security. I can attest that so many people that took advantage of this stuff were the people that absolutely, 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 absolutely needed it. You know, and so that's scary to me because those people that were so fragile, because let's be fair, who are the people that have to work to 70 or, or past? They're the people that are hurting. They're the people that don't have as much savings. They don't right. have a lot of resources. And so if in the final years of those working years, they were able to get a little extra social security that would in turn allow them to save a little extra, it was an incredible opportunity. Yep. And it's gone. But it only affects the affluent. You know, yeah. it, it, that's a shame because that's not true. That's just the the noise that they use to justify their, their case. But this, this stuff really affected the, the little guy. And, plus, and that, plus that's really sad. they call it a loophole. And they, yeah. they physically call it a loophole even in the bill itself. It uses... I think they call it fraud in the no, bill itself. Yeah, it, it, it uses the word loophole. And the irony right. is, is there was a lot... When this came to be was in the year yeah. 2000, 2000, I believe, yeah. uh, is when they implemented it. And, and they passed... Congress passed the law that, that spelled right. out how to do it. So yeah. no, it, it's, interesting. it's wild. It, it's just it's just very frustrating because we've done so much work with maximizing social security for clients, especially the ones that absolutely need social security. Because remember, if you come see Mike Mansfield, certified financial planner, the first thing we're going to be talking about is not how much money you got in the bank. It's what's coming in from the world. If you retire, where are the paychecks coming from the world? Social security, pensions, rental income, whatever it is. 
for most people, when we have that conversation, social security is the most important piece of that conversation. Maximizing social security is the most important part of that conversation. And we just got our hands tied behind our back. Doesn't mean that there's not ways and things that we can do to try to organize it and still do it. There's certainly people that could do restricted applications, so that'll go on for a number of years. But the the best is behind us in a sense yeah. and all the younger people and, and sadly younger people means people under 62 at this point that's not young these are people that are retiring it is soon. now it is right it is rather young now with people yeah. living longer and longer i, I mean you're talking about a, a 61 year old oh yeah you know you got a ways to go sir don't worry about it you don't need all those extra benefits right. to help you out you had to pay in your whole life the rules have been in place as you've paid into Social Security, and they just pulled that little rug out right before you retire here. So, yeah, it's wild. If anybody can tell, I'm a little frustrated on the whole deal just because I see how the the value evaporated. And the scarier part is when you look at the reality of how many people take advantage of it, this doesn't impact the problems we have with Social Security. So why close the rules that don't hurt us? Because Social Security has bigger problems. Yeah. The bigger problem is they're just paying out to so many people relative to what's coming in that, you know, there's now I'm not going to get into how you fix it. No one wants to hear that one. Well, but, and, um, and we're coming up on the end of the show. So you know what oh, you need to do is, is next week. tell the listeners though, the deadline is April 30th. So if you're, if you're uh, nearing your full retirement age, or if you turn 66 before spot on April 30th, yeah. You got to give, they got to pick up the phone and give you a call, right? Right. So if you're already 66 or turning 66 before April 30th, you should really, 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 really consider filing and suspending your benefits if you weren't planning on collecting them yet. If for one simple reason, there's a lump sum option, which says, hey, if you file and suspend at 66, your full retirement age, and you wait all the way till 70 to collect your benefit, it still has grown to what it would have been at 70, but you have two choices there. You can take the big 70 amount, or you can say, I was just kidding, I want the lower amount plus the four years I didn't collect, you know, and you get a giant check from them. Doesn't mean you'll do that, but at least you have the option of doing that because you don't know how life is gonna play out. If you found out at 70 you have terminal cancer, hey, take all the money, use it for your 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 you know care and whatnot. I mean, there's there's so many choices. So right. call choices me, call me, that, call me. Choices that those of us who don't turn 66 before April yeah, don't 30th have. will not have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, 805-500-7035, call me. Obviously, Social Security, hopefully you've learned over the year or so we've been doing this, is pretty important to us. Yeah. It's a big part of your retirement income. It's a big paycheck you're bringing in. we got to get the most out of it. Exactly. 805-500-7035. If you go to my win website, thelindgroup.com, you can submit your information. We'll call you. We'll get you on the calendar. We're right in the middle of Ventura on Victoria, Corner Street, Thill and Victoria, right by the government center. You see my big sign out on the corner of the Lind Group. So we're easy to get to. We're right off the freeway. We're easy to get a hold of. We can talk over the phone. Um, but the uh, let's put it this way. You're basically out of time. Yeah, exactly. And we're out of time for today's show, Michael. Thanks, Michael, for that. Uh, it's been a great show. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. 
For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and The Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 